You're listening to Behind the Shield, giving you 15 minutes of inspiration, triumphs, and more with the Salvation Army. This is Captain Ken Chapman. I'm the Area Commander of the Salvation Army in Orlando, uh, covering Osceola and Orange Counties. And today we're bringing this podcast uh, to talk about some of the things we do behind the scenes and things that make this army keep marching along. Today, my guest is Gene Daniels, who has worked with the Salvation Army for 25 years. It's uh, more than 25 years. Started in 1995 with the Salvation Army in Orlando. Wow. He is our Director of Operations and uh, newly uh, given you a new title today, our Director of Disaster Relief. Well, I appreciate that, <laughs> Captain. Gene uh, trains our disaster workers, and uh, he is certified on so many levels with disaster. And almost every disaster that happens, a natural hurricane or flooding or fires or things that are beyond our control, and when we need to respond, Gene heads, heads up that whole response effort. So, Gene, I want to ask you a few questions. We just sent you out on the latest hurricane over in Big Bend. Can you give us a little bit of background about what that was like? Yeah, absolutely. We went out to Cross City, which is up in uh, the area around the Panhandle there. It's uh, near the uh, bend in Florida right there. There's not a lot of people up there, but the need was pretty significant when we arrived on on scene. We had about uh, seven to eight canteens uh, at our command post. Two of the canteens were from Orlando, our full-size canteen, and RRU, which you know is like a uh, kind of a transit van uh, that's been modified for disaster work. Uh, We arrived on scene and immediately started uh, serving. So you've seen a whole lot lot of disaster and devastation in your life. I I appreciate the fact that you invest a lot of your personal time and professional time in continuous training to be able to respond. And we have training on so many levels, emotional and spiritual care, operations, finance and administration, logistics, safety, all of those things, and even serve safe and and, and handling food safety. Um, What would you say is the most important uh, characteristic that a disaster worker should have when they go out? I really think that uh, disaster work is all about being flexible. It's about having a willing spirit. You're going out where things are not your comfort zone. You're not going to potentially have electricity. You're not going to have stable food that you're used to. Uh, You're not going to have that support that you're used to at home. So you're out of your comfort zone and you got to be ready for it. If you're not ready for it, you're not going to be successful. In and most of the time, you're deployed for a two-week deployment, and that's a long time to be away from work yep. and family. And I myself have spent many a night on the floor of a canteen. And for our listeners, uh, we call a canteen. It's really a mobile kitchen. Mm-hmm. We had food trucks before food trucks yep. were really popular. Absolutely. So we've been serving in the Orlando area for 103 years, and uh, you've been an integral part in the last 25 or so years. We're grateful for who you are and your heart that beats for others. When you went out on disaster, what do you think is the number one concern of people when they come up to our canteen or to our distribution area? What do you think is on their hearts and their minds uh, after the initial hit? Yeah, I think a lot of people are kind of ready for the initial uh, kind of thing. They, they've they been trained here in Florida. Uh, Florida's done a great job of preparing the public for disaster, but it's different when you're affected. You know that you should be collecting food and water for several days, but what happens is after that initial uh, response, uh, you, the realization is I might not have power for an extended period of time, and uh, what am I going to do with that? But also the biggest thing is information. 
a lot of times we come up, we give them a hot a meal, we give them a cold bottle of water or something like that, and immediately they go, can you give me more information about what's going on as a disaster response? They ask about FEMA and different things like that, and we become a, a conduit, really, in, in many ways to express to the community and the public, hey, here's what's going on. We're helping you with food and water right now. But if you go over here, they may be able to help you with other things. This is really important information because um, we're so used to being able to turn on the TV or check our mm -hmm. phones. And after a major disaster, sometimes those services are not available. So being able to disseminate that kind of information and guidance and help to people is really important. Um, I am really proud to be part of the Salvation Army that has such an incredible infrastructure because mm -hmm. we are so well prepared for disaster. Absolutely. Our, our warehouse, central warehouse, is out of Tampa, our, our divisional D disaster relief command center, and they deploy things immediately. The other mm -hmm. thing is, from a divisional standpoint of Florida and a territorial standpoint of all of the southeast, mm -hmm. the Salvation Army can deploy hundreds of units and campaigns, Absolutely. and we have people on ready. Talk about how, in Orlando especially, how are we prepared if a disaster happened tonight how are we prepared to go out there and respond well you mentioned earlier and I, I do want to do a plug for disaster training uh, we do training all all the time we have a regular recurring training monthly training from February until August into September sometimes and you can go to disaster.savagenarmyusa.org to uh, register as a volunteer we do training and we have volunteers that are dedicated John Tenuto he's a main volunteer of ours. Uh, he'll be down uh, at our place next week on Thursday, prepping our canteen, making sure it's ready for the next disaster. So we have committed people, staff, volunteers, and we train to try to address the disaster when it arrives. Well, I have served in, in a lot of Salvation Army commands, and I'm really proud of the fact that here in, in Orlando, we are always on the ready. Mm -hmm. and, and a lot of that is due to your leadership and your commitment to that. You know, I don't like to say somebody loves to do disaster work because that's kind of an oxymoron because mm -hmm. nobody really wants to have to do disaster work. But that is a time where I see you thrive. Mm -hmm. I see you really step to the, the front, forefront and, and go forward. So what, what inside of you motivates you to want to serve on the disaster front line? Well, I think um, it's I, anybody in their right mind wouldn't want to serve on a disaster. Again, you're out of your comfort zone and different things like that. But I think ultimately it comes down to when you serve another person, you see their response and the satisfaction you get from that is uh, without without words. Yeah, I've, I've worked the front lines of a lot of disasters too, particularly tornadoes when I served in the Mississippi area. And it's the devastation is, is hard for people to process. And what we bring is hope as a Salvation Army. Absolutely. Uh, a cup of water, a hot meal, a hug, a prayer yep. uh, brings people hope and gives them that, uh, that motivation they need to take the next step forward. What does that do for you internally when you're able to reach out to somebody at such a difficult part of their lives and give them a little bit of hope to go on? Well, I think when I've gone on disasters recently, uh, unfortunately, uh, all of Florida is affected by disaster at, at various times. It's not about a if, it's about when. Uh, we were uh, major storms going through in 2004 with uh, Hurricane Charlie and Francis and Jean. So I've experienced without power and, and uh, lack of food and different things like that, even while responding. So personal experience gives me the motivation to go out and help others. 
but you know the satisfaction of somebody saying you know what i wouldn't have this if you weren't here today the other part of that is internally you and other disaster workers see a lot of devastation see a lot of despair and so emotional and spiritual care is one of the things that separates the salvation army from a lot of other disaster relief services but when you've served say you've served in a disaster for 10 to 14 days how do you when you come back how do you decompress and get that out of your system well i think it's uh, getting back to the norm uh you try to regulate your schedule and you say hey you know that was uh, compartmentalized uh, that was during that time that 10 to 15 days uh it's actually a 14-day commitment uh, for people that uh, want to be part of the disaster response that means uh, you're gone from your home for 14 days straight when you get back you try to get back into that norm which is you know how did i eat you know what i normally eat and whatever because your eating may be disrupted you're not eating normally what you would do the the stress and the operations i mean it's not say typical that we we might go 10 12 hours from the start to the end and so when you get back trying to get that rest recoup get that hydration in you make sure that uh, you're back uh, to your normal schedule uh, but also let other people know that you might be impacted negatively they do a debrief as we leave they have emotional spiritual care specialists that uh, talk to us and ensure that uh, when we go back we're not taking something with us that we could deal with yeah so it's literally ptsd absolutely um, and what they do is uh, they give us a, a number and they say hey if you have any questions when you come back you're not feeling yourself call us you know reach out to us and let us know uh, what you're experiencing and they don't want us to carry something back we know that we see things and, and we experience things that maybe not be quite uh, the norm but you know we need to let that go and, and put that in God's hands I guess I'm gonna tell a really quick story because I know you'll be able to identify with it I worked the more tornadoes years ago in Oklahoma yeah. And that was utter devastation. Yeah. And I was at the site. I was offering emotional and spiritual care at the school site that had blown away. Mm-hmm. And a man was standing there one day, and there were hundreds of bears and flowers and the memorial tributes. And the man was standing there crying. And I went over to talk to him, and he told me a story. The tornado was on the way. It was in the neighborhood, mm-hmm. and the school is in the neighborhood. His fa- the, the father runs to the school to get his son. And his son has his, his two friends. Please, Daddy, let me take my two friends with him. Well, of course, the school's not going to allow that, you know, parent to take someone else's kid. And they took his son, ran to their shelter. They were safe and saved. The school was blown away. And those two boys that the son wanted the dad to take with them were, were blown away in the mm. tornadoes. Well, a- absolute devastation. Terrible. And um, I was able to hear his story and talk to him and listen to him. He, he was dealing with... Uh, survivor guilt and what if I had taken those boys um, Mm -hmm. and there's so many things to enter into that but those are the kinds of stories that we encounter when we're on the front line absolutely in fact I have a story about Miss Maxine Uh, she is a lady in Cross City she has a beautiful little blue house and we arrived to serve her and at that point uh, we noticed that she had a tree laying on top of her house entire oak tree fell on top she came out we gave her a box meal and everything but she was smiling the entire time and i said it looks like you got a problem here ma'am you got a tree on your house and she goes absolutely i do but you know god protected me he put my he put his hand over my house Mm. 
And that's the kind of stuff that you hear on a regular basis. And I, I see the emotion coming from you right now and appreciate that so much. In that same Moore tornado, a similar story. I was driving down the street to serve people, see who needed help. And uh, a lady, a house was completely blown away. Yep. And the the stoop, the, the concrete steps were left of yep. the porch. Yep. And she was there sweeping the porch yep. Yep. with devastation all around her. And I said, I said, are you okay? And yep. she said... Yeah, got to just keep life going back to normal. So she swept debris off that remnant of the porch. So you've seen a lot of that. So we're so grateful for what you do. And uh, our listeners can go to SalvationArmyOrlando.org to get more information. And we keep putting up new stories. And we have an app, a Salvation Army app you can download as well. Uh, But Gene, you have given great service over the years. And I know more to come. And the training that you do for people is invaluable because your, your knowledge and your experience is invaluable. So just some parting words about disaster work and, and let people know how well, they can get involved. I, all I can say is this. We can never get enough volunteers. We have great volunteers. We have volunteers that are committed, but we can always use a few more uh, in the Army. And again, I did a plug a little while ago. It's uh, disaster.savagenarmyusa.org. Uh, if you'd like to sign up, you basically create a profile for disaster services. They alert us, and then they contact Octavio, our volunteer services uh, person, and we work with them to get them up and running, uh, get them exposed to the training schedule and, and what they can participate in. And then hopefully uh, they one day can go out and help somebody in another community because that particular need is there and we're always needing committed people to do that. Well, that is awesome to know. Um, it is important, though, to know that they have to be qualified. You can't Absolutely. just volunteer that day and go no. off on a disaster. No, there's a there's a, a, a thing we go through. We credential them. They have to go through a number of things before they're qualified, and they can't go out until we, we determine that they're ready to go. We have a core group that is always ready to go, but, again, we it takes a little time to get them up to speed and get them ready they are willing and and want to participate, we have plenty of opportunities for them. Gene Daniels is our go-to guy when there's a disaster in our area, in our area command. And we're grateful, Gene, for your service and your heart beating for others. Everybody that listens to this, remember this today. Regardless of what comes your way, regardless of what disaster you're working on in your life, whether that be emotional, physical, spiritual, financial, whatever, God loves you. You are never alone, and he cares for you. Check out the Salvation Army at SalvationArmy.org, and God bless you. Behind the Shield is powered by News 6, United Way, City of Orlando, and Orange County.